This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. When these people have these libraries in their house, right? <laughs> Let me just ask you a serious question, Julie. When these people got these libraries in their house, <laughs> are you laughing? No, this is a serious question. All kidding aside, Julie. I want to ask you a serious question. When these people got these libraries in their house, Though, come on, it's coming. Yeah, no, I'm I waiting what, for the question. Somebody tickling you at feet or something? You keep laughing while I'm trying to bring up this very. <laughs> no, no, please. Yes, no, I'm seriously. waiting for the question. I have the premise. Okay. These people, when they get these, when they build these libraries in their house, yes, and they get all these d- dirty old books on the wall. Yes. These heavy bound books. You ever read one of these heavy bound books? It's the most unenjoyable thing you've ever experienced. Never in my life. I like a book I can toss in the air. Yeah. And sometimes it comes down and sometimes it doesn't. These people are like, ah, yes, let me take down my copy of of, uh, Canterbury Tales. Let me take down (laughs) this 11 pound, dirty, dusty, gold leaf. The, yeah. The, the only thing these books got going for them is that little string that the automatic bookmark. Well, do you ever flaws with one of those? With the automatic bookmarks? It's hard yeah. with these heavy books, I'll tell you that. What, you, to floss with it? To bring it into the bathroom and, and start flossing? Oh, I don't I don't even leave the library. You just floss right in the library with it? Well, maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. And I'll tell you, they really frown on you doing it in a public library <laughs> they don't flossing, like when you start flossing, flossing with the ribbon bookmarks uh, what did you call you them floss with the automatic bookmark <laughs> why are you calling them the automatic bookmark because it's sewn right in it's automatic you don't have to go get one maybe you mean attached bookmarks yeah but it's automatic in the way that it's just like one step <laughs> just flip the thing around drop it right where on the page you left off it's automatic You're doubling down yeah. as opposed to stick shift as opposed to stick stick shift, you get it. Yeah, yeah. So what's the question? Th- just about these dirty, dusty old books they have. 
Why would anybody want to read that version of a book? A thick, giant hardcover yeah. book. I mean, you certainly don't want to bring it to bed with you and snuggle up. Yeah. You can only read in the library when you have one of those books. You can't take that book out of the library because, first of all, when it's in your own house, you still got to sign it out probably, right? You mean have like, what is there, like a little, like you a can't library just use the card. honor system? No, you have probably have to have a library card in your own house. <laughs> and then you got to have a librarian work in there. In your and those own are house. Only, you have to get a licensed one. You can't just get one that's like in grad school for it. You need a legit old school librarian right. to be there and be like, you'd be like, I'd like to check out this copy of. Uh, and they're like, Shh. And I'm like, yeah, I'm paying $30,000 a month for the mortgage on this place. I think I can talk louder if I want. What would be in your library if you were rich enough to have a library? Oh, I'd have. What wouldn't I have in it? I'd have. Uh, I'd have like seven ladders. Those ladders that go back and forth on wheels. Oh, yeah. You know, we could do then ladder races. <laughs> that seems like such a neck breaking idea because librarians are inherently unathletic people. Yeah. And then you have ladders on mm -hmm. wheels yeah. who just walk by. Yeah. I don't know. Brett's got people walking by. Guess he's doing the show at the bus station. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I would do a thing like this, Julie. If when I get a giant place like that, and I say when, not if. When That's I get a good. giant place like that, you That's come great. by. Okay, we'll do ladder races. You okay. go on one end of the library. I'm on the other end, and we do the kick push, and we see who gets the other side fastest i thought you were gonna have it be like chicken no those we are were coming fights. towards coming towards each other and the first person to well i guess you can't turn you can't really could you put a steering wheel on these ladders well i'm not going to do no ladder fights with you i'm not i don't fight with you we well, would this, race but you we said would a have some, something about a race we is would that, have some jaunty similar? fun and race but, but you I'm don't want to play chick. You don't want to play chicken with. What if we get two nerds and we make them play chicken? We make them do ladder fights, crashing into each other as hard as they can. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not over until three lenses have been shattered mm -hmm. on their horn rimmed glasses. What's the where? Where's the key to the bathroom? Do you ask people that? Because I always say the ladies' room because I think it sounds a little bit classier. I just decide sometimes to, to take away the right of them denying me access. I go, I got to go real bad. <laughs> I've heard you call it the toy toy. I go, I, where's the toy toy? <laughs> I got to, I got to make. <laughs> I, I, well, gotta, I think I got to go I, boom, boom. I think <laughs> sounds like Woody Allen. <laughs> well, he's in there. <laughs> He's in there with for one of those giant writing books. on the wall for a good time. <laughs> Call Pennsylvania six five hundred. See one of my see see Rifkin's see Rifkin's. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's where the that's the marketing budget on his movies now is bathroom walls. For a good time, see Rifkin's festival on demand. Do you think that like people are looking at those posters of that new show with? Marty and Steve Martin and Selena Gomez and thinking it's like the new Woody Allen movie. 
I hope not. That show, actually, I, I'm interested in watching that show. I can't wait to watch it. Mm-hmm. I, also, I would watch I would watch Marty Short just like, you know, read a re, not even read a book out loud. Just like read a book. Yeah. Just literally I would watch, watch him, him do anything. But the three of them on that poster, like part of me feels like this should be called, you know, like put put it in the Woody Allen font mm-hmm. and see if he gets confused just to be like, I don't remember making that movie. Yeah. Just, it looks good. It yeah. looks interesting. It's a love try. It's a love triangle. Like Billy Woody Allen sees the poster. He's like, "That's an interesting. That's a." It's oh. about a young lady trying to choose between which seventy-two-year-old <laughs> man she lusts after. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, when I see uh, a movie like that, I'm like, yeah, I want to watch that movie. And then you said you said the thing about the Adams family. Um, what did I say? You mentioned the Adams family at one point in there. Did I? Brett, did didn't Julie say I, something? I about probably Adams did. Um, I, you know, I, I I didn't specifically catch it, but I can rewind the tape real quick, and I'll let it's you know. On if the I, if Klausner, I, I'll go it's, back it's to the It's in transcript. the Klausner. It's in the Klausner canon. Although I like the second one better than the first one. Doesn't that make me interesting? That you like Adam's Family Values better than Adam's Family? Yeah. I, I do. I no, do. I think it's a better move. It's more fun. It's a, it's so much fun. Now, here's something to think about. Oh, there's this couple, right? Oh, there's a lady, and uh, she dresses all in black and has the, yes. the tight dress with the hanging frills that look like she's just dripping, dripping black sex. blood, and she's yeah. super... Sexy Super looking. Super hot, like vampire lady. Oh, whoa. Well, well, what's your name? Ooh, Morticia. Ooh, well, that's the most exotic name I've ever heard. Oh, well, here comes her husband. Oh, look at him. What's his name? Gomez. <laughs> Honestly, though, at least the Adams family, at least Morticia and Gomez had sexual chemistry as opposed to, and you know what I'm going to say next. Herman and Lily Monster. <laughs> because Lily, to me, was such a babe. I grew yeah. up thinking she was like, you know, mm-hmm. and I still, I mean, she was gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Yvonne DiCarlo. De yes. And she has this, <laughs> just like this cement truck goofball. Oh, 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 oh. oh Lily. Uh, <laughs> now, now, Eddie, you must understand. <laughs> like everything is always like, <laughs> like when he, when he hauls off and starts with like his fifties father knows best stuff. It's the funniest thing I've ever it's heard. Horrifying. Now, Eddie, you and must then- realize that grandpa wants you to <laughs> just like, you're like, it's wait, horrible. I'm it's getting horrible. advice from Frank, uh, Frankenstein. Here's give me mm-hmm. advice. No, uh, grandpa. <laughs> Eddie's going to play Little League Baseball. <laughs> Imagine how much black lipstick they had to, like, remove that was Herman's. Oh Can you imagine? Be like, wait, which water bottle is Herman's? Yeah. It's the one with the black lipstick on the straw. The black. Oh, can you imagine the the amount of the scrubbing that that those people had to do? <laughs> craft services, cleaning the glasses and the forks forks with just black lipstick all over them <laughs> and they're like oh no i'm on i'm on monsters duty today yeah yeah i'm doing monsters I'm duty s- i'm on stage 16 now oh, now eddie <laughs> Grandpa. are there tacos today eddie yes. are there tacos yeah. yeah my name's butch 
Butch. No, Butch. Are there tacos? Yeah. Just imagine them eating. Although back then they probably had just like a shank of lamb. Like, you th- oh, you mean like a mid the way that Hitchcock? Food? Well, also, wouldn't Hitchcock stop his set for like two or three hours to have, you know, like a roast and potatoes and a soup course and? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, but I can uh, picture that happening. We're just like the the formalities of things, and then you think about that world, and then you think about the world we live in now, where everything is fast food. Everything's fast food. It's just not fun. <laughs> you know where I, the only place uh, these days uh, uh, for me, a, a slow meal is Jersey Mike's. Because of the, because usually. <laughs> Thank you. They'll give you the pickle course. Then the, the shredded iceberg lettuce course. You go to Jersey Mike's. It's an experience. First, you meet with the, the greeter who says. It's a raccoon. What are you going to get? And you go, yeah, I'll get a number 10 on wheat. And he goes, great. Never see that. Never see that guy again. You never see that guy again. <laughs> Maybe he comes to your funeral. Maybe he comes to your funeral. But in to terms of the, your like, meal, see if you have if there's any spare chains in your pockets. It's not happening. That 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 Jersey Mike's employee is out of your life. Then you go slide <laughs> down the row. Now you're in front of the person with the top, the toppings. And then they say, what do you want? The, Mike's topping, way? the toppings master. Do you want a Mike's way? No, this is when you start messing with them. Cause you don't like, you like having a Tom's I way. Just don't but like onions. Just I, just, to- I just don't want onions on the thing. Okay. Then just say Mike's way, no onions. But I like to go the other way around. I go, no, I don't want it Mike's way, but I do want yeah. it this way. And I list everything but onions. Mm-hmm. And then they go, you know, you could just say Mike's way without onions. I go, oh yeah, I'll do that next time. And I never do <laughs> Then it. you pay for it and then you throw it in the garbage. No, then you never see that person again. They slide what you down. to the sandwich? The sandwich gets wrapped up. Now you're at the register. Okay. And they say, do you want to make this a combo? What's the combo? Oh, drink and chips. Oh, they've got those bags of chips behind the counter. Yeah. What if they started offering like baked potato, mashed potatoes? Oh my God. I would, I would say. I would order and then just tell them to hold the goddamn sandwich. I'd say, I want right. a goddamn number 10 on weed. Hold the goddamn tuna. Hold the goddamn mm-hmm. roll. And I'll have a side <laughs> of mashed potatoes. Right. And one of those weird fountain cream sodas you have. Agave cream soda. I just think it would be a good idea if Jersey Mike started having mashed potatoes as a side. Because every sub place just has chips in a bag. Yeah. There's not a lot of places that have fries as an option. No. And no one has mashed potatoes as a side. Are there people that have baked potatoes as a side? Hamburger places, maybe. I don't know. Hamburger Hamlet. Is Hamburger Hamlet still alive? Hamburger Hamlet, there's only one left, I believe. I believe the uh, the main Hamburger Hamlets are gone. Um and is that what they do instead of actual Hamlet? How we have Shakespeare in the park? Yes. Well, it's it's the way the it's it, the hamburger Hamlet here is like a McDonald's commercial. Mm-hmm. So it's like Mayor McCheese doing Hamlet. That's Hamburger mm-hmm. Hamlet, where mm-hmm. he's like, "What light shines through thon window?" I never read Hamlet. And then his Did you read Hamlet special sauce is dripping down. What what do you think? 
<laughs> Seriously, take a take a. You've known me long enough. You've Do read. You think you've I've read. read you've never read. You read Romeo and Juliet in school. No. Have you read um, the monster at the end of this book? The monster at the end of that's yeah. That's closer to what I was reading rather than Hamlet. <laughs> I, I never read, read Hamlet. I remember being in a Shakespeare class. And like having a full blown panic attack because I just I knew a test was coming up, mm -hmm. and it was like reading another language. Mm -hmm. I, I could not understand what the guy was saying. Mm -hmm. And then there's also those Hamlet, those like Shakespeare jokes mm -hmm. when he's when he's like, "Tis a glorious sun, but a despicable moon." And then he'd point to his butt, and then people like. Lose no their minds. <laughs> no, no, honestly, <laughs> I wish it were that controlled. It was more like, ah, people screaming. Oh, that is just horrifying to me that that's, that's what uh, people would think would be, uh, would pass for comedy. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of comedy, the guest that just showed up in the waiting room is a is a uh, icon of comedy. Oh, a, a comedy. Well, hold on, first I Brett, hold on Brett. one second. Yep, sorry. Welcome to Double Threat. I'm Julie, and I'm Tom. And I also have an idea before we bring our guest on. What's the idea? Well, it's late August or mid August, and all of. I don't know about you, but all my mental health professionals have gotten fucked off. And I was just thinking about how, um, it, like how that's not ideal that all mental health professionals take off August. And then I was like, oh, Tom and I should just watch What About Bob mm -hmm. today for the episode. Sure. So should we just do that and tell Paul Gere that we'll see him another time? <laughs> I think we should talk to Paul. Okay, let's do that. I would say... If I was a, a if I was a, a mental health care uh, practitioner, is what I do. Only be open in August. I would double down. I'd say, you know what, you got yeah. problems in August and December. The doctor is. That's in. when I lean into it. That's when I. That's when I'm more available than I've ever been. Yeah, try to get me away from you. Yeah, I'd be working around the clock. Yeah, you got a problem? What? Hold on. Okay, hold on. I got another one with a problem on the other line. Yeah, I'm gonna merge this call. Yeah, I got you two. You guys talk to each other. Yeah, you two talk to each other. I got a third person's coming unglued. I'll be right back. <laughs> unglued. <laughs> Look, I don't have any degree in any of this. I would just be like, "Boy, you, you're you complain a lot." You you will you you know what you could do? You could Ted Lasso him. You could coach him. I would just be like, "Yikes, you got some problems." <laughs> you should meet. Oh, you know what you could do is you could just say like, you know. What make you feel better is talking to a guy with even worse problems, and then you just push him off on yeah. the next guy. I'm gonna put you on this next one. He's real, real bad shape. That's Curtis Lewa. Yeah, he's like I'm surrounded by cats. I can't get all these cats that because you know that's like a big part of his his. I know his it campaign. bums me out representationally. He's the cat. He would have been the cat daddy of New York City. Well, he could still win. We and still then he could would be. be. Yeah. Anyway, we should we should bring Paul bring on. Paul Sorry, on. Brett. Let's do, Brett, do that again. Oh uh, well. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, uh, working around the clock and leaning in, uh, this guest in the waiting room. What doesn't he do? Uh, this is a, a podcaster, uh, an actor. He's on the show uh, Black Monday on Showtime. Uh, you've seen him. You know him. You love him, uh, Mr. Paul Shear, coming in the coming in the Zoom right now. Is exciting. This is exciting. Now, this is because this is one of these. This guests. is our pal. He's this one is a of these get. guys. He's a get. Yeah. 
He's he's a get and not not the kind of get that they talk about in the Coen Brothers movie, A Serious Man, which no. is a way to uh, annul your marriage in the Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. Now, this is this is one of those guests who, first of all, will know who I am. It just it's right off the bat is exciting. Oh, look at this. Look at look his at background. That. Oh, my look goodness. Look at his background. As look I at live what and Paul breathe. Da- oh, my gosh. Look at this. No, this is a total thrill. We got, we got, this is an A-lister on the show and we usually yeah. don't get these. Usually it's a, a parade of, uh, of just <laughs> refuse. Uh, but this is, this is a true A-list guest. Paul Shear, welcome to the show. I am so excited and and not deserving of this, uh, kind of an intro. I, I'm sorry even for my delay because I was trying to make sure that my screen was right for y'all. We're we're so happy you're here and we're so happy that you've managed to figure out a way to put one of our t-shirt designs behind you. And and Tom <laughs> mm-hmm. was just about to say how excited he was to have you on because he thinks that guests don't know that he's a host. Oh, he's I, had a I think they, well, they, like you're a call screener in their mind. No, there they, have been like three drag queens that we <laughs> Tom they think it's Julie's show. Queen. They think it's Julie's show, and that Brett and myself are two producers working on Julie's show. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, Brett's the call screener, and you're mm-hmm. the producer, and you're kind of giving Julie her notes to make sure she stays on track and stuff. You'll yeah. interject. Yeah, you're like kind of yeah. like a, a lower tier Baba Booey. I feel like yeah, that's how exactly. people. <laughs> he's a, think- or he's a higher tier. He's Papa Booey. <laughs> I will say, and I said this to Julie uh, last week, the two of you together doing a show to me is the equivalent Exhausting. of. Uh, <laughs> this is the equivalent of uh, creating a super team. Uh, two oh, podcast greats joining forces mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and great to see that Tom took the lower position of, uh, you know, producer and, uh, you know, sure. and, and, and segment producer. I should say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me accepting my role on the team. We want to win. Maybe I won't score as many points as I used to, but the goal is the, 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 the championship is the big goal. <laughs> and I'll just finish Paul's thought there. When, when you add me in the mix, then it's like way, oh, then it's like off the yeah. charts. You so know? Yeah. Paul, this yeah. is a guy who he's usually not in this room. We think it looks like he's in like a, the W hotel. Yeah. It looks very um, cool. Yeah. Thank you. It is what, yeah. Anyway, yeah. he's our producer. His name is Brett. I know. And I've, I feel like I've, I've heard, I mean, look, I'm not watching the show when I listen to the show, but I've heard Brett on the show. Mm-hmm. Haven't yeah. I? Yeah. Any, any notes? No, I mean, look, this is, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm honored to be here. I don't, you know, I don't want to get in the way of anything. I want to wreck the magic. No, no notes. No notes. And the thing no with notes. Brett, Brett is like, if, if Julie is say, Julie is like uh Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Julie's Michael Jordan. And maybe I'm a little more of a, uh, like a Rashid Wallace type, like a little more of a loose cannon. Uh, oh, Brett, wow. I like that. Brett is like uh He's like a John Green type. I would say Brett reminds you of John Green, the guy who threw the beer at that started the riot. This is the, the Malice of the Palace guy. The Malice of the Palace. Okay. All right. Well, look, this is you know, this is interesting. I was gonna say Brett was more of like a Jarrett Dudley. You were more of like okay, uh I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, you are more of a Montrez, uh, and then okay. Julius LeBron. You know, I'm kinda I'm keeping it yeah. updated. Um yeah. I will say this much. Uh I, I'm sure it has not been spoken about that much on the show, but um my kids have watched Space Jam 2 so many oh, times. No. And you talking about Michael Jordan, one of the favorite jokes of their of their existence. Mm-hmm. And I think it was probably the only 
the people that it truly worked for was in Space Jam 2 when uh, you think Michael Jordan is going to be in Space Jam 2. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you think, and they go, okay, we got MJ, uh-huh. and in comes Uh-oh. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. And then and then he's like, hey, what? And they're like, he's like, I'm just watching the game. And they're like, get out of here, Michael Jordan. And yeah. then that's, you know. They, Tell us <laughs> everything about Space Jam 2. I could talk about Space Jam 2 at length because. How many times it, have your kids seen it? Oh, Julie, over and I mean, over again. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's up. We're, we're probably in the 15s or 20s at this point. And have like, they seen the first one? Oh, yeah. I mean, we. So they already love that one. Going we love that one. one. We love Space Jam 1. We love Space Jam 2. We love like Mike, little Bow Wow. Sure. Uh, and Lip Nicky. Okay. Yeah. Lip yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Lip Nicky is in that. And also, very interestingly enough, um, the kid from Friday Night Lights and Fargo and Breaking Bad. I'm forgetting his name right now, but he was married to Kristen Jesse... Dunst. Jesse Plemons. Plemons. He's one of the, uh, he's one of the kids. And uh, I'm forgetting everybody's name right now. The dad from Back to the Future who left after the first movie. Crispin uh, Glover Crispin is in it? Crispin Glover is in it. Fred Armisen is in it with no lines. Crispin Glover um, runs the orphanage yes, I believe. yes stop it yes, yes. true in like Mike. and and robert forrester is the uh the coach well yeah he's mm. the coach of the team and eugene levy is the owner of the team and uh yeah that's a, one of those casts where you're like are we sure like we have all these will somebody want to write a different script this is like it's like a summer stock production almost like you guys stand you know mm-hmm. Yeah. Sit tight. We have we, you for six we, weeks. We'll come back when yes. we have some other something else for you oh, to yeah. do. Where they're like, oh, my God, we put together a great cast for this piece of garbage. Yeah. I think what it is, is that people are like, oh, it's a kid's movie. Yeah, I'll do it. How much mm-hmm. am I getting paid? How many days have to show up? Two? Great. I'll take the yeah. check. And and no one thinks about it in any real sense. Like, it's it is. A nothing movie. You didn't know Jesse Plemons was in it until I just told you. So it's a, mm-hmm. it goes under the radar. Not that Jesse Plemons, the child actor, was worried about exposure. I'm sure he wanted some. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's one of those weird things where, as somebody now who watches a ton of children's entertainment, yes. uh, I am constantly surprised at who pops up. And not like as a cameo. Like, look, I've popped up in some children's uh, programming myself. But uh, a lot of the times because... Uh, I have a close connection to it, but like Larry, yeah. Larry David you're was in ke- like, you're on ketamine and it's just part of the experience. You're going to see yourself mirrored in some way. I got, I mean, look, I have to impress my children on some level. So mm-hmm. if I can get in one of these shows, um, but Larry David was on like Hannah Montana, just straight up coming into Sounds a restaurant. Sounds like something that originally Woody Allen was campaigning for. <laughs> and then he was like, God damn it. God damn, I can't even eat my Gravlox. I'm so mad. I'm, I'm going to so show mad. Julie, Paul. What? Brett, yes. Paul mentioned an actor, Robert Forster, the great, late, great Robert Forster. Late, I'm going to show this. I don't show it often. Oh, Tom, I wish I was at my desk because I would also show you. It's one of my. It's one of Robert Forster's <gasps> letter openers. He gave that to you after. Yeah. He, after you worked together. Did you get one too, Paul? I did indeed. Oh, I'm so jealous. That is his thing. He had, he was just like. Because he was on Divorce, the show Divorce, uh, in the episode I wrote, and he was just like, and I, and funnily enough, I wrote it with him in mind as the thing before he was cast as as Sarah Jessica Parker's father. I thought of him as he'd be perfect as her father, and wrote it with him in mind. Everybody liked that idea of him. He got the then he said yes, and then he shows up on set. Amazing guy, one of the nicest guys I ever met. 
he took me aside. He had like the call sheet and he was just like, can you help me go through this here and figure <laughs> out who should get one of these letter openers? And I was like, he, cause he gave me one and I was like, Oh, thank you so much. He goes, yeah, it's just a thing I do. I give people these yeah. letter openers. Like it's like it's just a little thing I do. And supposedly he had just like a storage That's locker with fabulous. like thousands yes. of them. Because he works a lot. And when he came on NTSF, he did the same thing. And he was absolutely lovely. One of those guys who, you know, we're a bunch of look, uh younger people. He didn't have to sit and have lunch with us, Mm-mm. sat down had lunch, told stories. And what I always respect about him to this day was when we had lunch with him, he had filmed the final episode of of Breaking Bad in Mm -hmm. which he is in. Yeah. And when we sat down and just chatted about the show and his role in the show, he gave us no indication that he was coming back. Like It was done. So I also just think I appreciate him on a level with just three or four actors. Yes. That he... He wasn't like, oh, stay tuned. Nothing yeah. coy, nothing like he had done it and he was, he kept his mouth shut. And yeah. I appreciated yeah. that. It was cool because it was a super big surprise to see him pop back up again. Max Cherry, good old Max Cherry. Oh, Max the Cherry. Jackie Brown. Yeah. One of the best. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here to let you know about our latest episode of Office Hours Live. Office Hours is great fun. With the great John Early and Theta Hamill. Very handsome. Thank you. Thank you. They're here to talk about their new movie, Stress Positions. And we just had a, a wonderful time. There was a lot of laughter and joy. Don't believe me? Well, listen for yourself on the podcast app of your choice. You're not going to want to miss a second. That's at Office Hours Live at the podcast app of your choice. Bum, 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 bum. I love Vic and Doug and I love drinking my wine. Well, you know, have I ever told you this story? I can't say names, but you might be able to guess it. Um, Rob so, Hubel. You got it. And uh, so I was... I was on tour with the league and we were going around the East coast and it was a pretty intense schedule because we were doing press and live shows. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of the stops was in New York the night before we were in Boston. And, uh, my friend is like, Hey, we're going out to this bar, meet us at this bar. So I go to the bar and I get cornered by a manager, like a a manager, a Hollywood manager, a successful famous manager. And he goes, Heard you were talking about me last night at the uh, the premiere of Bored to Death, and I go, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, I go, he goes, yeah, I heard you were talking about me at the premiere of Bored to Death last night. Said I was uh, too drunk, and I go, yeah, 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 that was me. Right? Like I like I thought he's doing some bit. Like I don't mm-hmm. know, and it's weird, but I'm like, I know that I wasn't <laughs> even there. I wasn't at the premiere of Bored uh-huh. to Death, and and um, you know, and I'm like, right, right, and then. Uh, and and then it then I start to realize oh he's he is a, a very dr- like he is an alcoholic man he is an alcoholic man and and we are in the middle of a deep dive into it and so he starts to corner me and at one point like literally uh, puts his hands on either side of me blocking mm-hmm. me in like in a human prison uh, and is staring at me he's like apologize 
apologize for what you for what you did. And I was like, well, I mean, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, I, I just just you know, I was in Boston. He's like, you were there. I know you talked about me. Apologize. And I was like, and then I was like, I don't know what to do. And I and I did. I apologized. I, I'm like, hey man, I'm sorry. Because I'm yeah. like, Let, let's get out of this. Let's let's yeah. move forward uh, mm-hmm. in this moment. And uh, it was one of the most uncomfortable situations to look someone in the sweaty wide open eyes and know that there's no logic here. I am this person's enemy. And he thought that I had ruined him on some level. And it sent me back home to, uh, to Google the Getty images where you find Mm -hmm. all the people who showed up to the premiere. And I believe there's a lot of bald men there, but I believe that the bald man that he confused me for is Todd Berry. I feel like Todd Berry might have been the person <laughs> talking about him because I oh looked around and I was mm-hmm. like, he might, it might, that might have been enough. Like he might have just heard a bald man was saying. Have you talked about this to Todd? No, I never told Todd this. I should, should I try should try to get Todd on the, try to get Todd to call in. Does Todd Tom remember? Tom, text Todd. I mean, when people act like that, at a certain point, it's it's. I always compare it to like you have Charles Manson and you're an IHOP waitress and you're trying right. to argue with him, even though he ordered you know blueberry right. pancakes. Now he's saying he wants like steak and eggs. And are you really going to reason with him, or are you just going to like either yeah. give him what he wants or just be like it's on the house? Just get out of my you know. Right. I, just how much are you going to engage with the person who's putting in you in a human prison? Yeah, it became like this thing and and i happened to stay in new york for like another day and i saw him because he was also with his client who was also out doing press and we bumped into each other two more times mm-hmm. and each time he gave me a look of like you motherfucker right you were and, and yeah i was talking in. Was, about me being you're yeah. telling people i'm drunk you are and, and, and by the way yeah. anyone could tell uh, right. I, I, if you look at the the images from that premiere, oh really? You, you, you saw the Getty? You saw him on the red carpet? Oh, there's some there's some easy proof there. <laughs> I, I think uh, I don't think that anyone needed to like expose this man. It wasn't like, hey, this guy's doing uh, coke in the bathroom. It was like, you know, that guy's a walking mess, isn't he? A walking mess? There's <laughs> actually like odorama on some of the Getty images. If you pay an extra, <laughs> you pay an extra twenty five dollars, you could smell. Yeah. Uh, which is why I'm gin. here on the show to promote my new social media service where you get to smell all the photos Smelly. of your favorite yeah. celebrities. Well, I did write them. I did. I just did text Thank them. you. Thanks, Tom. And um, look, we have Paul Shear on the show. This guy, Julie, he came up kind of when you came up, right? You both came yeah. up. You used to be more no, or less around the same time. My t- he was before my time. I he was he was George Washington. And I was like, who's the one that died after like having a cold? No, I don't know that much about no, American I, I mean, history. I, I, Zachary I Taylor. Like, who's no. one of the presidents where you're like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's like the Gary it's John, of it's, uh, John it's Garrison. B- uh, Byron Allen is one of our, I think the yeah. fourth yeah. president. Byron one Allen. of the greats. <laughs> and then there was Byron Allen Jr. <laughs> so what is the first you both remember of each other then? Let's let's go back in time to the Upright Citizens Brigade. I can't theater. remember a time where Paul Shear was not in, my, in the front of my mind. Mm-hmm. I've always always loved Paul Shear as a as a human I, I, I honestly don't know it's like when people ask how Tom and I met well I know I do remember how I met yeah. you but I felt like I've mm-hmm. known you for as much as a performer as a friend mm-hmm. I think to me what I remember about Julie was uh, 
like a wonderful sense of style and you you had a poise to you that not many people in that theater had, right? Aww. In the sense that you knew who you were and you knew what your voice was and it was so clean and clear and uh, and like, so you stuck out simply because you were very, very funny, but you also just like, you just carried yourself different than a bunch of people in uh, uh, graphic tees uh, mm-hmm. running around, uh, you know, that theater. So I remember you like, in that in that sense, and I don't I can't think of a time being at UCB where you weren't there. I can't think mm-hmm. of a time the similarly, and then also just from knowing you from Walner and like all yeah. the people mm-hmm. that we have in common that are true friends and not just comedy friends. Yeah. yeah, and and Tom, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but Tom was much more intimidating to me because I feel like the oh, first like couple this. of times I saw Tom, it was at the edge of a bar. In McManus, I feel like I saw you. You mm-hmm. know, like you, you look intimidating, Tom. Like for for oh, uh, for a for a, uh, a younger said. guy coming in, it was like, here's Tom. He's a writer. He does this. Mm-hmm. He's like, you didn't want to like, you didn't want to mix it up with Tom because mm-hmm. he felt like Tom was hanging out with a higher echelon of people. Like there were people that were above our sphere. You know, we were kind of in the back, and they were at the bar. And I always feel like I, I saw Tom in that in that way. It took me a while to uh, to understand that you were. Uh, a more approachable, a well, more approachable guy. Well, it's yeah. very nice of you to say. And I, I thought I can remember the first time I saw you, Paul, was a show where it was like an, it was you and uh, uh, you were doing like an animal host thing with a pith helmet on. <laughs> and oh my gosh, yeah, was, yeah, I'm sure some of these, uh, one of those sketch shows, I'm sure. Something. It was you and. Uh, Blanking on her name, Fine Glass. Was it Donna Fine Glass? Donna, Madonna. Oh my gosh, you're right. That was a show called Special Delivery. It was like a uh, a British children's yes. show that mm-hmm. we oh, did. Yes, really, um, that sounds yeah. cute. Yeah. It was like a uh, it was like a a Pee Wee's Playhouse inspired yes. uh, show where I did terrible British accent, but it was um, <laughs> very fun to do. I mean, there were so many. What I love about that theater in that time uh, was all the big swings. Like, you know, there was like a, a, a real, like, just enjoyment to take, uh, like, to be like, I don't care if this works. I Like, you know, you try and you think it's going to work. But I mean, I, two shows that stick out to me uh, that we did was once we did a show for one person. Mm-hmm. There was a, a one person, one man in the audience uh, who was a student at UCB and 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 maybe even a peer. I would say he was a peer. So it wasn't even like a real ticket. And we, in the middle of the show, we just kind of gave up. And mm-hmm. we put a roll of uh, masking tape uh, on top of a uh, a prop baby's head. And we, <laughs> we ran around that baby just <laughs> chanting, bellhop baby, bellhop baby, until we walked him, <laughs> until he walked out of the theater, until it was like... It was to the point where it was like, well, now uh-huh. I have to leave. <laughs> that was the roll of masking tape kind of looks like the hats that bellhops wear. Yep, that was about it. I thought that you was... were going to say that you wrapped the baby up in tape and at least that would be a little bit performance art. Nope. Sort of it, Karen just, Finley active. Just dropped a roll of uh, we put the baby on a chair, put the tape on his head that looked like a little bellhop. Uh, hat and just said bellhop baby bellhop baby and then just over 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 just never yeah. stop saying bellhop baby. Then you have baby. articles being like why aren't UCB performers paid? <laughs> 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 uh, and you're like um 
there was a couple of like there was a couple of harsh moments. I remember that we did do a uh, a very uh, successful show that was based on a Matt Besser show uh, that he did in Chicago called The Real Real World, which is a parody of The Real World. Uh, that was a show that ran many a weekend for ages. It's a Saturday night, like 10 o'clock show. It was a very popular sold out show. And um, and and I believe uh, Jack Handy came to that show. Like he's mm-hmm. like, oh, me, what, what is uh, UCB all about? And uh, the only thing I remember hearing about that was he walked out and said, never again. <laughs> He like a never. These thoughts aren't deep enough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jack Handy. Jack Handy showed it. Like the only way I'd recognize him would be like if he was like the New Yorker guy. Like if he had a monocle and he was like looking at a butterfly. Like if he waltzed in like that. That's who I would think he was. (laughs) I didn't even know that he was there. I just knew that like that. Like it was told to us that you know one of the uh, one of the the best or historic SNL writers was so, uh, so upset, yeah. uh, that, uh, that he just, he left, he left, he left mm-hmm. in disregard of the theater. And yeah, so there was a lot of those shows. I mean, what was your worst show that you did, Julia? Do you remember? I, Do you re- I, yeah. I mean, I, I, cause I'm like a really, I'm not a great improviser. And I remember just like coming out and just like dancing, like, <laughs> <laughs> point because i was just on the back line for way too long and i just like and i didn't want to say anything so i just started dancing and then other people came in and like tried to help but it only made it worse and um and then i remember like i was on a herald team but i got kicked off of it pretty quickly because i was uh i was not ruining scenes but i just didn't like I didn't, I didn't literally like the other people on it. So I would, I broke into one scene. I remember that was, may have been going however it was going, but I was just like, these, we've seen these two men are wearing, they both have this, the must, they both have a mustache that they're sharing. And then I got in trouble for that (laughs) because they were like, you're not building on it. Like you're coming in and making Uh, it something else. And I was like, oh, I was bored. I was bored. I, I don't even know how I, I got was so bad at it. I was I got, so bad at Harold. Ooh, Harold is is not a form that's fun for anyone to watch, but yet we really reveled <laughs> in it. And it's 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 really like um, it's like watching people bowl with like the um the like the, the the things that you can't get gutter balls up. Like it's like basically like oh, all those yeah, yeah, those, yeah. those little barri- yeah. barricade things that get put up. It's not interesting. It's just sort of like this. You're. It's like it's an. That's exercise. an interesting metaphor because for me it was all gutter balls. Like I could never. <laughs> like I never did anything oh, I don't, that was. I, yeah, I don't think it was always like getting a strike. It just felt like it was so like, it was so, like I don't know. It was it's like about watching it. stupid babies in a, like in a, in a <laughs> yeah. piddle pool. Yeah, it's like there. Like, it just. It didn't feel like it was alive, or sometimes it did. I don't know. I just never felt like that form had a life. But I mm-hmm. did get assigned to being on the Herald Committee, which was like a Good. we were a, a group that would watch auditions. You're basically and, the Supreme Court. You were the yes. you were the Sonia Sotomayor of the Herald yes. Committee. Mm-hmm. And they brought me in, and then I soon realized the only reason why they brought me in was so I could be the person who had to call everybody and fire them <laughs> from their Herald teams. And those were the worst. The worst Hello? phone Wait, let's calls. Let's do one. Let's yeah. do one. Let's do one. Right, right, Hello? Right, right. Hey, Hello? Julie. Hey, what's going on? Uh, it's Paul Shear. How are you? Oh, hi. What's hey. going on? Not much. Um, look, I just wanted to talk are to you. Are you having a good weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, keep, like, keep small talking oh, you into, I like. I was like, okay, yeah, no, no, keep going, good. keep going. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, so we're, we're, um, 
you know, we're just kind of uh, doing Did some I different stuff. Did I make it? <laughs> well, the worst was like, so when you had to make the make a call, so you at least knew, like, I'm calling you cold. Like, you're on a Herald team. You don't even know. Like, this is like an assassin popping up. Like, you don't oh, know you're on probation. Boy. You don't know anything is about to happen. So like, oh, why is Paul calling me? I'm like, you know, I'm on this uh, Herald team committee and we've been, um, we've been watching the shows. And I just feel like the group has been a little bit. I don't know. I just feel like it's not gelling exactly. Oh, this is the uh, terrible. This is yeah. what they should have paid you for, not performers. <laughs> and it was awful because these are people that were also my peers and I had to be like, it's not working that great. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to make some changes on the team. And right now we're going to we're going to take you off that team and uh, we're going to be build, building new teams soon. So, but right now we're going to pull you off that team and, and kind of find a yeah. better, and it was like, oh. You're, fi- you're fired from your volunteer job. Yes. You can't perform mm. for free anymore. So yeah. enjoy it. So what is the first time the two of you both, and I'm not going down memory lane here, but it's interesting to just think about those early days when you're doing it just for the spirit of it, certain things doing for the spirit of it. When you first realize it's just like, well, maybe, maybe I actually could do more of this. Like maybe this is a thing I can go for it. When's the first time you had that kind of hope? Oh, wow. That like you could, like I can make a go with this professionally. I kind of like didn't have any job prospects after 9-11. (laughs) 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 Like I started and I'm not to like make this into like something depressing, but like I, I got fired from a job that I started on like September 10th, 2011. Mm -hmm. And then like, I got fired like three weeks later and I kind of like couldn't hold a job for 2001. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2001. And I kind of couldn't hold a job for like a few years. So mm-hmm. I was really just doing UCB like and as much comedy as I could because there mm-hmm. was just sort of nothing really. I don't know. Maybe there maybe there were jobs that I weren't <laughs> that I wasn't like good for, but it just kind of took over my life. I, I don't I don't know. That was sort of a. Yeah. Like it. Kinda, in retrospect, you're like, yeah, it was sort of like a recession, wasn't it? Yeah, we were in a weird, there was a weird time. Like, I feel like after 9-11 and the book, um, Meet Me in the Bathroom, is kind of a great yes. book if you mm-hmm. want to know what it was like to be in cool UCB. Like, I feel like I read that book and I was like, oh, this is what everyone else was doing. But we were kind of doing like the junior varsity version of this, the less cool mm-hmm. version of it. But it was like, oh, people are going out to Brooklyn. And there were this, I, this idea of like, we're like, not a like, fuck it energy, but there was an energy that was like, whatever now like who knows yeah. we could all die like because i remember at like a certain point right after 9 11 was like oh d- only ride buses because i think they found bombs in the subway and you know all mm-hmm. this like you know crazy stuff all these rumors that were going around that weren't even like the internet wasn't the way it was now and it was you you a lot more you're hearing things you know yeah. um and uh but i think for me when i realized that it could be something i was performing a lot i was performing five nights a week but it didn't feel like it was like it could be anything. It just mm-hmm. felt like this is what you do. And and we were getting to do these Conan bits that kind of paid the rent and, uh, and you would work for free. And I left a job that was paying uh, to go do this, which was like a big leap. And, and I'm glad that I did, but it was also nerve wracking. Um, and then there was a, a, an SNL showcase and I had never had SNL on my radar. It was something I was like, well, that is not something that would happen for me. I, you know, that's groundlings and that second city, but they came to the showcase night and they had all everybody like the everybody at the theater kind of did a two minute long bit. And I did my two minute long bit. And um, I was the only one to get an SNL audition 
out of that. Oh wow! Um, that night, and it was like, wait, what? Like it, that was to me like a moment where like all of a sudden I'm signing this seven year deal because you have to sign a like a seven year contract before you could <laughs> even audition for SNL, yeah. you know? And uh, and it was like this moment where I was like, oh wait, this is actually could be something. And then that started like a three year process of auditioning for SNL like every year mm-hmm. and never and it never never went anywhere but it was uh it was a great it was a great i'm very happy i didn't get snl i would have been thrilled to get snl but it was mm-hmm. a it was like that was the moment where i was like oh paul like, could it's you me do it's this? me lauren we're going in a different direction that, those by calls way, were a lot shorter oh, I by bet. the way can i tell you can i i, 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 I don't want to interrupt i'm being told uh, uh somebody's on the hotline oh boy this is very exciting. Uh, uh, we we had a had an issue to resolve, an issue of, of was Todd Berry uh, the person that was mistaken for Paul Shear? And actually, Todd Berry is on the line right now to resolve this. So we're going to bring him on right now. Here he comes. Hi, Todd. Hello, everyone. Todd, I was telling this story, and I don't even think uh-huh. that you you even know what actually happened. Um, I was in New York uh, a handful of years ago. And uh, I was cornered. I haven't been mentioning this person's name. So if you know the person's name, maybe we keep it quiet. But uh, I've been cor- I was cornered by this manager late at night. And uh-huh. uh, and he was like, I know what you did. You were talking about me last night. You were telling everyone I was drunk. And I was like, and at first I was playing along because I thought he was doing a bit. I soon realized it wasn't a bit. And he was like, you were at the board to death premiere last night. And you were telling everyone I was drunk. And I wasn't there. I wasn't even in town. I couldn't have been there. And I went home. And I started searching through the Getty images of that night. And I thought the only person that it could have been was you because there were some bald men there, but I feel like for this person who was so drunk, like it it was maybe an easier confusion at a board to death premiere. Do you have any recollection of talking shit? Yeah. I feel like detective not in your future. (laughs) That's kind of kind of a reach don't you think although i was on board to death i don't remember if i went to the premiere but you were i can imagine you were there, oh, I was there. There's, okay. there's pictures of you with um, this person I cu- I, um i couldn't imagine like just spreading like someone that just doesn't seem like the kind of hot gossip i would spread that yeah someone was drunk at a party and That's this what is I, what i wanted yeah. to say i the character todd barry i'm not gonna stand for this Oh jeez! Oh man! You I'm not saying it was this a bad one. This is why. This is why he got you on the phone, Todd. Is he wanted you to hear him do what he's about to do? Dude, what's he about to do? I'm defending you'll, you'll you. See. I'm defending you. Todd Barry is a oh, okay. He's a class act and a good guy. As <clears> funny <throat> as he is, he's twice as decent as as funny as he is. He's one of the funniest people ever. So then you can only imagine how decent he is. I think Paul should talk about the time I ran into him at Bed Bath and Beyond. That seems like a more interesting story. <laughs> uh, what was that like? We got I think it was in the dental aisle, and I just turned to my left, and there's Paul Shear. I was like, "Holy shit!" Now, Todd, you have some upcoming tour dates. Oh wow! I get to do. Plugs We're going right to the, the plug. Oh no! I wow. want you to feel. Uh, a, I want you to feel taken bread, care of. This is a. This is what what Tom likes to call a bread sandwich: two pieces of bread, and there's nothing in between. <laughs> I thought there was nothing in this for me, and now I'm realizing. Now you got a chance to really plug it up. And by the way, Todd, what I was going to say to you was. Uh, uh, just so you know, I wasn't saying that you were spreading a rumor. Oh, I know I, that. I, I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. It was. It was just a funny. Uh, to me. 
it was funny that this gentleman who was so clearly uh, drunk, it's an alcoholic, was an alcoholic, was uh, was was uh, was worried that someone had outed him. When if you look at the pictures from the Getty premiere, uh, he's outed himself uh, just by <laughs> by by showing up. Were were the mysteries on board to death this boring? Was that an episode? <laughs> Is that why it's not on the air anymore? And also, I just want to say, I look at these Getty images. I pay every time I look at a Getty <laughs> what are image. You, talking uh, about? you pay just to I look pay. at them, just to look at them. You don't, you don't Instagram the watermark one, like I no, do. No, I pay thirty five hundred dollars. You want me to put that picture? Wow! Up? Isn't there like a special? Isn't there like an Instagram special? You can't. Just do like uh, there isn't. You have to go all the way thirty five hundred. I don't know. I've never. Uh, I'm just always excited to be even on there. Well, you know where you're going to be on there, Todd, is the stages of the United States. Whoa! Oh, okay. With, you want to? You're really, wow. we're doing this. Oh, wow. I, I, I want the word out. I want the word out. It's time for America to laugh again. I'll be in Philadelphia. I'll just name the cities, and then people can go to my website. Philadelphia, um, San Francisco. Santa Cruz, Antioch, which I've never been to. Uh, nice. Why did, why, did you pick, why did you pick it? Why did you pick Antioch this time? I, I didn't pick it. it. It was just offered to me. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, that's the way. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go. I need, I've always been curious about Antioch. <laughs> 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 but uh, I have a lot of dates. On, on the spot, I can't remember them, weirdly. But no, Well, people can go to toddberry.com and get all the details. It, which is which podcast is this best show or is this something else it's double, double threat. threat it's me and tom holy shit that is we'll that's the definition of a double threat man. yeah well we'll have you on as a as a as a proper guest soon okay i'll bring we, my cat i wish you would i've seen pictures of your cat it's the best cat in the world it's pretty cute don't you have one i do but i think yours might be cuter than mine <laughs> that's right all right. Well, Todd, we're sorry for the mistaken identity. Sorry, Todd. I will never spread this again. Sorry, it was my fault. Maybe it was. Maybe it was somebody else. I, you know, look, I, like I know it was somebody else. Now I know it was. And you know, to be fair, maybe I did say someone was drunk, but it wasn't like you're not going to believe this. This guy uh, yes. was drunk. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> I don't think it was positioned like you were going around like uh, you know tipping the gossip pages about it. I think. I think you might like the way it was positioned to me was that. Uh, you just were, were saying like, oh, geez, this guy's a little. Guy's but a little also drunk. in that scenario, a manager doesn't know enough about comedy to know the difference between me and you. Well, that would be. Yeah. I mean, by the way, to go. He didn't even believe that I wasn't there. So that was the thing that I was having a real hard time. with. Let's get this guy on the phone. Let's get this guy on the phone. <laughs> I have proof. I have his in Boston. All right, everyone. All right, Todd, I might think goodbye now. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, Todd. See you guys. Bye, Todd. Bye, Thank Julie. you, Todd. Bye. Bye, Tom. Bye. Bye. See you later. Now I feel bad. I feel no, like I, you know, I think, I, you I think know. it was him. I think it was him. I just was. <laughs> I'm playing every side on this one. I've got a couple other suspects. If you want, I'm looking at these bored to death pictures. If you it, are. Yeah, if it wasn't yeah. Todd, share the screen. Uh, okay. I bet. I hope you're paying for these. Well, Brett. I mean, here's how much the other money thing. have you spent? The truth is, bored to death has a great cavalcade of bald men. Uh, because we Jonathan also, Ames is bald. Well, that's that's who I was thinking about. Jonathan Ames. David Cross is there. Uh, you know, uh, we have you know, there's a lot of a lot of men here that could fit the bill. Maybe it is Jonathan Ames. Maybe it's you know, I, I got to ask him next time I see him too. This is not the premiere though. This is not the one. Mm, okay. 
But I know that the, all the suspects are the same. I'm trying to Maybe find. Maybe it was Jason Schwartzman upside down. <laughs> now was, we're talking was, about you're it. You're confusing now. Paul for Jason Schwartzman's cute like little one of, those fe- one of those heads where it's smiling when you look at one way, then you turn the other way and they're frowning. Now, Paul, you recently took a trip down Sesame Street, from what I hear. <gasps> really? <laughs> I was on Sesame Street. Yeah, I was on. That's um, so cool. All right. So I had a very interesting experience on Sesame Street because uh, I did my my pre-interview with Sesame Street. And um, hey, and are there the- any like, do you have any stories that Elmo can ask you about? I like mean, um, that, that was like, just, uh, it's like your a pre-interview. It's like, it was, all right. So uh, Grover wants to plug. What do you need to, yeah. what does Grover need to plug? They were like, you know, what do you like? What do you remember about Sesame street? And we were talking, talking, talking. And um, you know, and, and, and I'm not thinking much of it because I'm really just, I'm there to like, it was part of a big anniversary special. So I'm like, I love Sesame street. And you know, it, it wasn't like, um, you know, I wasn't teaching anything. I wasn't doing a dance. I wasn't doing anything major, but they brought me there for a reason. And, um, you know, they're like, what was your favorite character? And, and I start telling the story about my favorite character and I can see the director's like, huh, you know what? Uh, how about another favorite character? Oh no! Um, and I was like, oh, oh no. I, did I did I not like nail this? And I was like, I tell another story about a favorite character, and he's like, ah. you know. And I know these moments where I'm like, I know I'm fucking up. Like I've no here. I have. Yeah. I'm not giving you what you want, and, and I'm like, I'm trying to be like, what? Well, what do you want? How could you be messing up on Sesame Street? And he's like, you know, remember the pre-interview, what you said? And I was like, oh yeah, I said I, I mentioned this one thing, but uh, I didn't think you wanted that. He's like, no, no, say that. Mm-hmm. So they they cue me again and in my pre-interview i talked about this character um and his name was uh hold on one second i gotta make sure i give it uh uh his name was roosevelt franklin and he was a on the muppet show early on in the muppet show and it was a character they really loved and i and i edited myself on air because i was like no one knows who roosevelt franklin is like that's Mm -hmm. not a muppet that anyone is going to be like oh i yes i remember that too roosevelt franklin but what they had done was they had taken Roosevelt Franklin out of storage. Oh retirement. And yeah. Retirement. And so as I'm talking, Roosevelt Franklin is creeping up behind me and I didn't see it. So this puppeteer the entire time was like waiting behind a wall with his Roosevelt Franklin oh. on as I'm like going, uh, Snuffleupagus, uh, yeah. Cookie Monster. And like, no, no, yeah. no. And so he was waiting for me to say oh my God. Roosevelt Franklin and then... <gasps> As I said it, I don't, and I still don't know it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'll, I'll talk about Roosevelt Franklin. And I start talking mm-hmm. about it, and then, and then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I feel this presence, and I look, and it's Roosevelt Franklin, and it was the best and moment of all time. It was yeah. amazing. And then, just by reflex, you reach for your gun, and then I did shoot him. Yeah. and that was, uh, you know, and look, I am armed because <laughs> yeah, just I don't sneak <laughs> up on me. That's my only. Yeah, uh, I'm trained. I'm trained to shoot. Yeah, I, imagine like you said if you imagine if you had said snuffleupagus in your pre-interview thing, and then there's six guys in a snuffleupagus costume <laughs> waiting around the corner. When's this guy going to finally mention snuffleupagus? It's getting hot in here. <laughs> I mean, I, I I felt so badly for because I was trying to do them a solid. I didn't I didn't feel like I was uh, 
Yeah, it was a real, it was a, it was a moment, but it Can was I one of the best Roosevelt experiences. Roosevelt Franklin looks like, please? Yeah, Roosevelt Franklin's like a little bit of a, um, uh, like a purpley uh, human Muppet. Humanoid. Yeah. You know who I like is that man who always eats at Grover's restaurant. I know, I, uh, at Grover is a restaurant? That like that. Yeah, well, Grover's the, yeah. that's your favorite Muppet? <laughs> it was a Muppet that like really connected yeah, to know. me as a kid. Like oh I just like. Oh my God. That's so like, funny. He looks like doesn't he look like the Sonic Youth of Muppets on that, I was that say, photo? Like, yeah, <laughs> he looks like he's about to. Yeah, he's like a real like he's a he's a definitely obscure he's one. He's about like, to perform side A of Goo. And yeah. and uh, you know he was more of like a uh, an inner city Muppet. Like he had like yes, a little bit. Yes, cool. Yeah, and it was cool. And I I just like for whatever reason Roosevelt Franklin was like. I just I loved him and he had been taken awesome. out of commission. He's your yeah. pal. He's but my it's pal. nice it's nice you picked a Muppet that wasn't one of the wasn't one of the mainstays. Then that's what yeah. resonated with you was a like a, a slightly a unique, uh maybe not the most crowd pleasing obvious Muppet. <laughs> they yeah, so that was uh that was a, a big Brett, I mean will you look up the guy who was a customer of Grover's restaurant who was always getting fucked over with like soup or just Grover was always doing bits yeah, and sure. that guy just wanted to eat. It wasn't, that wasn't uh, Gordon. Is that his name? Gordon. I don't know if he ever had a name. He was just oh, okay. like, he was just this like, um, sometimes my friend shows me photos on scruff and I'm like, Oh, that looks like the guy that eats at Grover's restaurant all the time. What's mm-hmm. scruff? That oh, guy. that guy. I love that guy. <laughs> it's a gay, uh, that's dating mis- app. That's Mr. That's Mr. Spacely from, uh, Yes, that's Mr. Spacely. That's the Muppet Spacely, basically. Oh my God, yeah. that is a great. That is a great. I mean, if you guys could see what we are looking at, you would. You'd be in to, heaven above, yeah. and you will be able to see it if you go to Double Threat Pod on Twitter. Well, what's Grover doing oh, in yeah. that one outfit? What's he working at Wiener Schnitt? Their Wiener Schnitzel with that outfit. Who is uh, Grover? Look at that. Look at that. Uh, yeah, that, what's going on there? They, they sold. They they sold out. <laughs> oh, Juice. He's God. working at oh, oh, so he's in L.A. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, uh, yeah, you've gotten to do so many things like that, Paul. You're hanging out with NBA players now. You're hanging out with the Muppets. I'm working with Serge Ibaka, uh, NBA champion on his Mm -hmm. uh, brand new cooking and interview show called uh, How Hungry Are You, which he's done a couple of seasons of. Um, And uh, that has been a trip because, uh, yeah, we're just we're uh, we're (laughs) we're interviewing Mm -hmm. like, let me. Yeah, go ahead. Ask what it's like to watch. And because like I know you're in some children's programming, yeah. but then having mm-hmm. children and watching children's programming, like, has there anything that's occurred to you revisiting like Disney movies that is disconcert? Like, have you have you dealt with Pinocchio? Yeah. Have you reckoned with Pinocchio since having children? Have you exposed them to that? The, the horrors of of Pinocchio, you know, um, we have not, we Disney have not, Plus. no, we have not gone, yeah. look, we have not gone down that road. Um, thankfully, my seven-year-old son is obsessed with basketball. Mm. All we do is talk okay. about who's the tallest, who has the most blocks, who's the cutest. My son is very obsessed with basketball so players awesome. being cute. That is uh, so yeah. cool. So I love he, that. he is like, uh, you know, like for a while it was like, who's cuter, Bol Bol or Jamal Murray. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so we, um, does, we, we does, your son, does your son Bobo. like any of the Atlanta cute. Hawks? Does your oh, son like yes. any of the Atlanta Clint Hawks? Capella. Clint, oh, Clint Capella God. is his favorite. Uh, and Kevin Herter. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So oh. he he uh, he really 
is like in it. And so we mm-hmm. do a lot of basketball watching. Shaq okay. and the Fool is a big thing for us. And then my other son... And then all the basketball movies. My for, other for son, you, Julie, Shaq and a Fool is a segment that Shaq does on the post show things where he puts together like a top five of like blue, or like players <laughs> bouncing the ball off their head or passing I mean, it to nobody. Scordellis, yeah, yeah, good pass. Scordellis is written for Shaq, I think. Yeah. More than like at this point, mo- like com- more than comedians. By hey, the way, not to, hey, not to keep you. on. Paul, how are you? <laughs> you like hey, Papa Shaq, John's? Hey, you like the general? Um, by the way, I am so I had told the story about bored to death to a friends on a on a group chat, and mm-hmm. I had because I had gone deep into the into the bored to death pictures. And I've forgotten a whole slew of people that it could have been. Can I just tell you who it is? Because I have all these. I have all the pictures. Maybe I'll have some of their numbers. Okay. So here we go. And this is going to really open it up for you. And I think what we came in the group chat to the conclusion of, well, I'll tell you, I'll reveal it to you later. But here are the bald men at that premiere. Scott adds it. Adds it. uh, Was at that premiere. Yeah, yeah. Moby. Bald to death. Yes. I mean, this is a heavily bald show. Yeah, uh, you know uh, that one was um, like contact for me. It, it was time released, but it got me, Julie. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm scrolling back up to uh, the picture. Those uh, those are two good ones. I felt like I inherited. Hold on, I'm just, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was also uh, uh, David Cross was at that premiere. It's a, it was sure. a veritable who's bald in yes. comedy. Uh, Stanley Tucci at that what? premiere. Are you this, this guy has become at this premiere. I don't even know who he is, but he looks uh, of that's some. That's Tucci, no? That's not Tucci. He looks like he's. You see, even you're confusing him for Tucci. What does Getty say? Getty always knows. Uh, you know, I don't. I didn't save the Getty on this guy. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, so there was who a else? lot, a lot, a lot of bald men at the premiere uh, there. So like, yeah, it's Tucci, Barry, Cross, Moby. Uh, that last one was uh, John John Ventimiglia from Sopranos. Was that last wow. one? Wow! The, uh, the restaurant. Artie Bucco. Artie Bucco. Artie Bucco. Yeah. The great Artie Bucco. Love Artie Bucco's wife. And um, uh, and Jonathan Ames himself. And that's the one. Yeah. That's the guy. Oh, I knew who that's. Yeah, I knew yeah, exactly know. who it was the second you started telling the story. We know. <laughs> I, I, call, I just I, needed uh, to know it wasn't that person. Yeah, I know. I call I call him Mister Mister Waterproof. Not waterproof. What's the bulletproof? bulletproof. Teflon? Yeah. Uh, off the side of a duck's uh, mm-hmm. uh water yeah. off a duck's yeah. back. Yeah. Ducky. Brett, Ducky. Uh, Brett actually, uh Paul, maybe you might work on Brett is actually doing a an NBA podcast, a cooking mm. podcast. It's called Glaze with Bays, and it's a show <laughs> with Kent Baysmore where he works on <laughs> glazes and rubs and uh Atlanta Hawks uh Hall of Fame. Is he retired? Is his number retired yet for the Atlanta uh, Hawks? I think yeah. they're going to put in the rafters. They haven't. They're, they're clearing some space yeah. for it. I think they're going to take uh, Pistol Pete off, off of the rafters. There's more of a chance of him living in the yeah. rafters. Yeah. There's more of a chance of him being like the Phantom <laughs> of the Opera living the in the Phantom. than his number getting up there. Phantom of the rafters. Yeah. He'll put his number, he'll put his phone number in the rafters looking for work. <laughs> Brett likes to uh, cook and his specialty is glazes and rubs for fresh fish. Look, yes. I'm. I appreciate that kind of uh, thing. I got into a lot of rubs 
for uh for fish over the quarantine um and i appreciate a person who makes their own rubs you you're rubs? like a savory or you're like kind of a sweeter like a citrusy rub what, what's, what's your uh preference? you know I, I i think if i'm going citrus I tom might... i think the two of us should sign off right now <laughs> yeah we should just let this be <laughs> should we just go how about you know what let's mute hold on i'm gonna mute myself <laughs> i like a i like a, a savory i like a I, you know, I like some spice there i want yeah. some spice in that rub yeah yeah, I agree. It depends on the fish too. I mean, like right, of you course, know, of yeah. course, yeah, 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 what yeah. can handle the fish? And, exactly. Uh, you know, to me, it's also about like I'm not looking for the blackened. Uh, I'm not looking for that kind of a mm, mm. a, a taste always. Not that I'm a, I'm a I'm not a not a fan of it, but I'm looking for something in between. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, that blackened. Yeah, you're and, walking and a real tightrope with the blackened stuff too, because if you don't, yeah. I mean, that can go that can go south in a hurry when you're when yeah, you're doing very that. very quick. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. the thing. And then and then sometimes when I feel like it's a sweeter uh, a sweeter kind of a a saucy rub, like mm-hmm. a something that feels like um like a duck sauce. Yeah, I, you're getting more into glaze territory there. Yeah, yeah, I, that, of, yeah. The glaze is the glaze is tricky for me. Sometimes it's a little overwhelming to the fish in my opinion for sure yeah some fish can't sustain it you know they they get all soaked up in it and then you're just then you yeah. just got like a big old wet fish that you're trying to do i'm eating glaze yeah. yeah yeah you're eating glaze you're not like, eating fish yeah exactly i feel yeah. like you know the, the reason why uh you know carnivals have been so successful is because they've perfected the candy apple you know i don't want to have that candy apple being goopy i, I need oh. that to be all hard. right i just mm-hmm. unmuted the reasons yeah. why carnivals <laughs> have been successful yeah, that's the yeah, reason why carnivals have been successful i have to, to stop this right now the subtlety of the Caramel the getting reasons put on why a, carnivals have been successful. You got to get your candy apples there because they're not. They're gonna. No, it like, has to do with pickpocketing people. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. has to do with carnies having some fresh marks uh, like so that I, they can yeah. leave town the next day, and you're Julie, none the wiser. Julie, it's like I always said: if you go to a thing and you see where the rides are plugged in, if you can see literally the outlet that the rides are plugged in, run. Get that out. means <laughs> that means you they can be out of town in 15 minutes. Yeah, you'll have a candy apple in your mouth. You'll be roasted like a pig. Yeah, I don't like those carnivals that come to town. There's a carnival that comes to my town and uh, it, it, it parks down at the local park. And is it, uh, is it one of those ones where like people with tattoos like hammer nails inside their noses like in the Jim 90s? Rose, no, I wish Rose, I wish it was. It no, yeah. it's it, it's much more of like a one of these carnivals. that's like a with a gravitron from 1982 that's still mm-hmm. kind of running. You know, it's still playing like Beastie Boys has got to fight for your right to party. Like it, like mm-hmm. it had a, it had a track listing that was ready to go back then that hasn't really changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You hear like like Kevin Seal in between tracks introducing the next <laughs> video. And what do you guys like to watch as a family besides? Yeah, Space well, Jam what's too? something that the whole family can agree upon? Okay, well, I'll tell you, um, we have loved this show and White Lotus. Uh, called the White Lotus. The kids love it. Um, well, okay, the 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 one show that unites, <laughs> they love. I mean, it's the it's it's they what they love about it is the themes thematically. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. You know, execution yeah, colonialism. And, yes, yeah, yeah they, they really like that. love the guy that runs the, the, <laughs> the hotel. They just can't get enough like of his him. antics. Well, yeah, I'll imagine d- like Basil Faulty, but like not fun or funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I will tell you that this is what my five-year-old said last night, and it might give you a clue of what we what's the uniting television show. Uh, I said, "What do you want to be for Halloween, Sammy?" And he said, uh, "Tom Bergeron." 
Uh, oh my so, god, uh, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. That's so, great. So, and, and watch, watch Sammy's going to change his mind between now and Halloween, oh. but his parents are like, no, that's the funny bit, and we're no, we're we have to keep you, it. We got to keep Tom Bergeron in the mix. In. Uh, yeah. So AFV is our America's Funniest Home Videos sure. uh, is the big is the big unifier in our house. Um, that's it's the, the biggest one. unifier. It it, it, it transcends language. It mm-hmm. t- yep. transcends age, race. I gotta say, it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we 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 don't agree on much as a full unit. Like June is trying to get the boys to watch like the new Babysitters Club. Uh, Gus and I are watching like NBA finals from 2012, literally our car, the kids have, we have a DVD player in the car and the kids both have their own DVD files. And I've bought every Mm -hmm. NBA championship DVD in the car. So we're watching Allen Iverson, the answer we're watching 1975 Lakers. We're like, so we're watching all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, Sammy probably has the best taste. In other words, I should start a book club with June. Is that, this is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I I want Julie, I want you in the back seat. I want you in the back seat watching, uh, watching the 2004 NBA finals with Paul's (laughs) kids reviewing Pistons versus Lakers. And, and I need you to tell me what went wrong. My, my son has, uh, my son has said some, my son has dropped some bombs on me and he said, these refs are corrupt after he watched, uh, after he, after he watched the Dallas Mavericks, uh, the first time Mark Cuban brought them to, I think it was like the 2006 or like it was, uh, yeah, no, he, he's got a lot of opinions about stuff. Uh, a lot of strong, strong Mm -hmm. opinions. Uh, yeah. So about who's good, who's bad. And uh, and not they don't always add up to. Are they too young for your favorite movies when you were a kid yet? Like no. Back to the Future. Or we like... just did Goonies, and it was okay. a giant hit. And they Great. love love ET. They love Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, um, Pee Wee's yeah. Best. They they have a good. They both have a good sense of humor. And then the clown very... stuff in Pee Wee wasn't too terrifying. Much. Terrifying. Um, more terrified in Goonies, but it was Goonies. Like Goonies was scaring them straight up, scaring okay. them. Pee Wee's made them laugh. Okay. Um, and so but dream sequences like, are rough though in Pee Wee. The one yes. with the when the surgeon pulls down his mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but but let me tell you this: when you have uh, Anne Ramsey and Goonies telling a child that she's going to put his hand in a blender, that's yeah, a lot that more well. uh, gutter. Uh, that you, the kids feel it harder. Um, I will say that the other you should thing, try. You should show them throw Mama from the train. I rewatched that the other night. Um, I, is it good? Again, I, I mean, th- I, I think so. I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I don't I like know if it's good, but it was it was over very quickly. I remember thinking it was extremely oh, short. These, these movies are so great back it's, then. Very quick. Yeah, oh, my God. You're out of there. 90 minutes or less. It was get um, home, get done. Yeah. Danny DeVito and Barry Sonnenfeld doing some very hammy camera work. And oh, then like yeah. Billy Crystal um, also, oddly enough, being mm-hmm. a little hammy. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you, um, I cried in that movie when I was a kid. It really emotionally affected me because there's a moment in that movie I remember it so clearly where Danny DeVito talks about holding on to all the movie stubs that he saw with his dad with or his something dad. like that. Yeah. And well, there uh, were these coin collections. Oh, coin yeah, collection. Got, that's got what it was. Yes. back from, yeah, it's sweet. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a very sweet moment. For Julie, me Julie would you consider leaving a message for Paul's kids as uh, mama and Ramsey? Yeah. yeah. That he <laughs> can right, play so later Brett, for them? Just send this as an audio file. Okay. <laughs> all right. What their, their names are Sammy and what? Uh, Sam and Gus. Sammy! Gus! It's me! 
Aunt Ramsey. Listen to your father. He's nice. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I love it. And I will I will give that to them immediately. Uh the I will tell you the one movie that I learned was a terrible choice and I did a lot of a lot of aggressive uh fast forwarding was Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Forgot mm -hmm. like that movie is like first of all ending. it's problematic yeah. on so many levels but let me just yeah. go back and just like we can agree that the movie is problematic but I now want to go above that and say what's even more of a problem with that movie is like Jim Carrey is like yeah I want to make a movie where I'm like a a pet detective but you know, I, I fuck, I fuck a lot and people <laughs> like to fuck me. Like, like, it's like, wait, hold on. Like that mm -hmm. to me is the most mm -hmm. disturbing part of it. Like this movie that is so child specific is like, and I'm going to have like three sex scenes, like three long mm -hmm. sex scenes in this oh movie. Oh my God. I didn't like, know that. The first, the opening sequence ends with a blow job. The, uh, <laughs> then he has like a long, uh, sex scene like a, ryth a rhythmic fucking scene. Sorry, I'm saying fuck so many times. Uh, to Courtney Cox and like uh, the you know in the jungle, the like yeah. wild. Mm -hmm. He's like just pound. It's like it is, and then not this, and then yes, and then all. What's the third the one? No, wait, finish. Give me the rule. Well, of three. the third one is kind of like this, like Sean Young kind of mounts him on a desk, and there's like a very awkward moment there. It, it's it is um. But basically, like women need to fuck Ace Ventura like that. Like women are oh like it, it is not. It's not like, oh, this man's a goof. This man's a, a fool. This mm -hmm. man's a uh, an idiot. It's like, no. And then we put then I put on Dumb and Dumber and I watch mm -hmm. that. And the same thing, like women need to have sex with these men. And I was like, is this like some weird thing where they're like, I know I'm doing a kids movie back to the kids movie. Like, yeah, but I need to maintain my virility here. I need to make mm -hmm. sure that they know that I am still, I am you, not a kid. Do you kid think star. that at the time they thought they were kids movies or did they just think that they were like raunchy, goofy comedies? They didn't I even mean, think about kids. I mean, Dumb and Dumber is, is a different thing, but Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. It should be know. a children's movie. It, I mean, by all means, it should be like a cartoon. Yeah, it shouldn't be it, like I don't think you're going to treat that one as an adult film. Like, yeah, I don't at think no that point does yeah. like dastardly like be like just a minute, Muttley, and then go like fuck someone. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is that movie has so many issues, and then I will say just to you know to throw props there, it is a very funny performance that I've made my kids laugh in a way that by I've who? never seen. Uh, like I mean, by uh, by, who? by JC by JC. Right. Uh, I mean. I, like he like again. I have a five year old and seven year old who yeah. fell off the couch laughing just at you know talking out of your butt. They've never seen anything like that. Sure. Like that, you know that. Yeah, but what's we, your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not. Oh, 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 children. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm not. I'm not saying that it is uh, one of my favorite comedy performances. Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed watching them uh, enjoy it. Sure. Uh, and that, yeah, that like that to me. I was like, and you know, they're you know like they're yeah. There's. It, I'm well, kind what's of what, what's one that bombed hard from your past that you're just like, oh, this is one someday I'll my show my kids this movie and then it just yeah. it like did not land with them. And we were I, like, well, you don't get it. You know, I'm trying to think because I'm very 
judicious about mm-hmm. what I show them and when I show it to them. I'm not like, I'm not a cool parent. I'm not like, you know, I've talked to parents who are like, oh, I show my kids Jaws. Oh, or I, don't like even, my kid. I don't even mean like that. I mean, just yeah. like, you're like, this a is a kid's good movie. kids yeah. movie and they just didn't respond. Or uh, I liked this when I was little. And yeah, like, yeah. 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 That's, that's what I'm that's thinking about. That's your problem, like, dad. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one that has not really, that has not really like, worked. And I have the, like, I remember, gosh, it, like... Gran Torino? Gran Torino. They, well, they actually like that. They like What's the- What's that uh, one they where like that guy's the... on a lawnmower for two hours and David Lynch is like, this will be a good idea. Straight story. <laughs> my, my, what's, my David, what's my David Lynch impression again? How does it go? Tom, do it. I oh. That's an, that's, oh, there that's an interesting idea. There like something go. like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will say that I think I'm too precious. I don't okay. I don't feel like I have exposed them to something that has failed yet. I feel like I'm getting into that territory now. Mm-hmm. Like Goonies was a big swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and yes. I wasn't sure. And Men in Black? Can they see Men in Black? No, not yet, but they should not because, I, you know, it actually, I think they can because I just rewatch it. Like there are movies mm-hmm. that I'm ready to start to show them, but I'm, mm-hmm. but like I'm also like, they haven't seen much either. Like they haven't like, we... You know, like now that Gus is all about NBA, it's very hard to yeah, get him. Yeah, it's going to be hard. You show him uncut gems. Uh, uncut gems he likes because he loves show Garnett. Him uncut you know? gems. And also, <laughs> what's up, up with again, the light? Brett's the lighting one. back there. What is he in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie all of a sudden? <laughs> uh, Look God. at that, Julie. I got to have a project to work on in these episodes. You know, like I've just been at, tweaking it. Uh, it I seems like it. he's at a piano, doesn't it? It seems yeah. like he's an accompanist, yeah. and he's about to be like. Broom. You know, movie. I bet your kids that that a kid would think just straight up sucked would be like Tron. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, they'd yeah. just be like, "That's boring." Well, you see, this is what I think. I'm. I have a good. I have a good like like understanding of where I like. I know. Like I like. There's a part of me is like I love the Explorers. This movie when I was a kid about kids going into outer space, building mm-hmm. a rocket ship, and I'm like, that is not going to hold up. I right. know it's not going to hold up and I'm not going to even right. subject myself to the failure of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I right now Just have a pretty solid a happy memory. Yes. One of the most frustrating movies ever made explorers. Oh, the ending I've is like one of, of the most. What is it? It's kids go jo- to space. It's like a Joe Dante movie, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like the kids like go in the backyard and build their own like spaceship, like kind of uh-huh. a thing. What about uh, Mac and Me? Have you showed them Mac and Me? No, because that's not good quality. You know, mm. and not after E.T. Oh, I mean, look at me. That's ah. <laughs> not good quality. Oh, <laughs> but you know what? Like, I mean, look, no, I'm, I watching a, I'm watching a lot. I mean, look, I've, I've watched Paw Patrol the movie now four times mm-hmm. since Friday. Paw Patrol was canceled after Defund the Police. I thought they defunded the Paw Patrol. Wow. Like they, crazy? They tell it to the box office. That movie came right. in number two after yeah. Free Guy this weekend. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. We got that uh, Paramount Plus. We're rocking out on Paw Patrol the movie, which opens in a crazy way. It's like a truck driver is driving through Adventure Bay and uh, and he swerves to miss a turtle and mm-hmm. drives his truck off a bridge. And the opening sequence is like this giant 16-wheeler hanging off a bridge. I was like, this is like it's funny that that these are the images that we're using to open up a kid's movie, like uh, a man dangling mm. uh, d- yeah. d- from his death, like, you know, like uh, like that kind of a thing. So, yeah. Well, don't I, you think that people are just like, what's not boring? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I guess that we got to get we got to get inside for like two years. Yeah. Everything's on a screen. Right. I got the Paw Patrol script. Truck crashes in it. Open city <laughs> truck drives off a bridge. I will I will tell you the thing that the show that I hate that my my youngest son watches and it's called Ryan's World and it's a young boy who mm-hmm. 
started as like an unboxing toy show and now okay. the parents are involved or the parents oh, have always no. been involved and it is like and the it parents is a, are like they like want to be on camera they're oh, into Julie, it like like oh, no. if you if you are ever getting high one night just type in Ryan's world to YouTube there's about 9 million videos of it mm -hmm. we have bed sheets of Ryan we have uh like it is there are this is a, just a boy who makes his own we, choices? Could a whole watch one of those, Brett. Could you find one? Yeah, find a Ryan's World. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it so is. So his parents have like started to steal the spotlight. Oh, they're in it, and then and now oh, and and geez. since they and since they started, uh, the, the he has two twin sisters that are also in it. He has, it's yeah, it's and it's so janky. It's like it's aggressively janky. This has thirty point four million subscribers. Oh, great. So yep, great. like one of these videos is like a million or mm -hmm. seven hundred thousand yeah. views or whatever. Okay. So like maybe watch this one with the mom, the one with the mom. Ryan found magical glasses and trick mommy. Yeah. Okay, so it's appealed like this kid playing What's with that toys sound? that you wish you had, and he's talking. Welcome to Ryan's directly. world. This is the soundtrack of your life. Wait until the parents get in. Whoa! Whoa! Is dad behind the camera? Sunglasses. Dad should have gotten another take. <laughs> oh, hi, Ryan. You hungry? Oh, I can't stand I, can I can't stand it. <laughs> like it's like they live. It is like they live. Yeah. Kids got yes. these it's sunglasses. Kind of, it's kind of like the Twilight oh, Zone pizza? movie tragedy. Oh my God! I got to recast this mother. Combo? <laughs> oh, hey, Ronnie! Today you look like you need to go take a nap. No, I right, don't. So then there's this piece of shit Panda Bear, animated, and he's a gamer. I'm gonna go tell mommy, and she is gonna. I'm gonna recast Ryan. I think I'm ready to recast Ryan. Ryan, Ryan had his own show in Nickelodeon, and the parents were also the stars of that as well. Um, oh God! Yeah, these glasses work in a weird way because when he, they are like the they live glasses, but when he puts them on, people are mean. But when he takes them off, people are nice. It should be the opposite no, way. Yeah, like, exactly. Because <laughs> then there's no conflict with like, well, then just throw the glasses away. Yeah, we don't need these glasses. Yeah, we don't need to the see the mean off, world. Knucklehead. <laughs> I I did do some recon on the mom who was arrested for shoplifting. Okay. Uh, oh, that's cool. I yeah. will say, Those I think sunglasses. shoplifting is probably the most glamorous way a woman can get arrested. I might start getting into shoplifting, honestly. I love shoplifting. I think it's glamorous. I think it's funny. I think it's fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think my it's God. It, like, um, I think it would be a cool quirk or a hobby mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, I would like. Yeah, shoplift. Look what I got, Julie. A box of Cheez-Its. <laughs> you would you start like with snacks? Not really. I would, I, would, I would start with, I feel like the things that are, right, uh, Brett, will you Google most shoplifted items? Socks. I'll probably start with tube socks and things like that. You can just like kind of jam in your pocket. Big, that yeah. was the big thing. It was makeup and candy. Yeah. As a young woman. Lip, lip balm. Oh my god. The easy one. I feel like there's nothing that nothing that makes a woman look more beautiful than shoplifted makeup. Did you ever shoplift ever? Paul, Paul did you it, ever shoplift? Oh hell yeah. I shoplifted as a kid. I shoplifted um uh 
por- not pornography, but close to pornography, which mm-hmm. was uh, uh, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit uh, model. Yeah. Because I was too uh, too uh, nervous to purchase Ladies that in their mm-hmm. swimming costumes. Yep. Yeah. So I, I I stole that from a, a local card shop, a Hallmark store, and uh, those and then card it home. and ca- man, those card and candy places had it coming. Oh yeah. They, they were they were like um, the way you know if someone likes holding up gas stations, they're like mm-hmm. that for little kids. Oh yeah, yeah. it was it, that's where you got to learn. You got to learn it in the in the early stages. And there was a place I, called Toy and Party. That mm-hmm. I used to, um, I, yeah, I would shoplift candy. I shoplifted um, like trading cards. I think like garbage pail kids trading cards. That like I, th- that those like it was a thrill because you also didn't you knew you weren't stealing anything like too important. So right. uh, and nothing you, know, you needed. It's just stuff that mm-hmm. you want. I yeah, never, exactly. I never did it once. Never did it once. My really, came, my family had retail businesses so i was on the opposite side of the the uh thinking of that where i was just like it's so hard staying in business you don't want people coming and grabbing what isn't theirs because it's just like uh, they were my family's struggling with the you know being self-employed and then i would just look at shoplifters as the the scourge of the planet and oh boy i worked at a music store once when i was like 13 or 14 this one kid comes in he goes uh Hey, uh, how much for this guitar polish? And I was like, yeah, it's like four ninety five. He's like, can I have it? And I was <laughs> like, no, you can't have it. He's like, come on, can I have it? And I was like, absolutely not. He's like, oh, and I like put it down and walked out as if like he was trying to invoke the kids code or something. Like, yeah, take That's it. That's oh my god. You want you want to split it with me? Yeah, split the guitar polish. The the one thing that I the one thing that I stole a lot of I worked at Blockbuster Video and mm-hmm. this is like this is oh, labeling okay. me as a real nerd I would steal uh, the cover boxes the ones that like because basically what you would do is you take the VHS out and this is back mm-hmm. in VHS times yeah. you take it out and you'd put it in a Blockbuster case and then you would and then you would just put a cover box in front of it and then there'd be like three behind it so there's a bunch of cover boxes mm-hmm. uh, in in the back room and what I would do is. Um, steal one of those cover boxes, record the VHS to the VHS, and then uh, make my own a blockbuster library nice. in my house. This yeah, that isn't was... thievery. This is initiative. No, that's, that's initiative. I, well, what's going to really happen? The owner's going to be like, anybody seen that? There's only three cool runnings boxes in the back. There's one missing. Who who took the cool runnings box? Paul's like sweating bullets. <laughs> I was like, ah. I remember, I remember like, because like, it was like, we tried to do it on our lunch breaks and then we realized there was a camera back there and we we're like sneaking cover boxes of, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it was. Like, that you is know. so cute. That is so endearing. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Uh, you know, it was, it was such, and it was like, and then I would love to like bring people into my bedroom and be like, look at all my movies. Yeah. You know? Welcome <laughs> to my blockbuster. <laughs> Blockbuster polio. Yeah. I love it. Well, this has been such a blast to talk to you both. Tom, I think Paul's wrapping it up. Oh, Paul wrapped us up. See, now (laughs) he's on the other. Paul's done. This is what happens when you get it. This is what happens when you get a a two way player. A pro at the mic. He can wrap it up and get wrapped up. He's a guest (laughs) and a host. He knows how to. As a guest, he can shift into. He's a polymath. He's a polymath. (laughs) You got to respect it. No, I I don't want to overstay my welcome. I I love chatting with you both, and I would like to see you in a, in a real time uh, situation we as well. One well, day, I saw Paul. Tom a little bit, well, and that was actually quite fun. 
Yes. Now, Paul, you are the best and was such a thrill to have you on the show. We appreciate you coming on and you have so many things going on and it's so exciting to watch you do what you do in all the ways you do it. It's well, truly you're, a joy. you're lovely to say it. I, w- I want to say, and I said it to Julie last week when she came on the show they do with Hubel on Thursdays, you both are incredibly great writers too. And you know, like you're great performers. We all know it. You're hilariously funny. Uh, and, uh, and I'm just uh, like, uh, I just, yeah, I, I love both of your books. Uh, and Julie, uh, two books. Tom, I want you to get you another will, one out there. Another, you know, he will not. He, Tom, you said you wouldn't. No, I'm going to write another one. Tom. By the way, Tom, don't just say what Paul wants to hear. No, I'll I got to tell Paul you, wants to hear. Tom, Tom, <laughs> uh, when Tom asked me to read his book, which I did, Tom, you'd have to say I read it in record very fast. Very, I fast. read it very fast. I read it in record time because I, I, I felt honored that you asked me, and mm-hmm. I was like, I haven't really you read can't a book. Put it down. If you're reading you it, really it's such can't. an easy, re- that's like kind of the ultimate. Whenever people are like, oh, I have a hard time reading. I'm like, you're not reading the right book. Yeah, it's the you're book's right. fault. It's not your fault. Absolutely. If you're reading a good book, it will, you will, you know, you'll, you'll be done through. right away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but, uh, but I was talking to Tom because I was like, oh man, this is, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do something in a, in a similar world, writing something. And, and Tom said to me like, oh, it's hard. It's, it's really hard. And, uh, and I, and I, I was like, oh, is it? And because I was like having fun, and and now I can say, yeah, it, it's. You, I, I have. I, I, I feel like I'm almost more connected to you both. Uh, already appreciate you on so many levels, but the fact that you you've pushed through it, Julia did it twice. Mm-hmm. Tom, you did, did it once. Like I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm kind of blown away by it. TV, yeah, 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 sure, sure. But this, like, wow, it is a, it is a tough. Well, I'll tough read challenge. anything you write, Paul. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, can't we'll wait. See. We'll see. We'll see what thank you so much, Paul, for being uh, on. We love you. Love to your family and hi to June. Who's I the will best. say I will. Uh, I will give it all. And uh, you know, look, if you guys want to, you know, uh, you know, do those Ryan worlds, like recreate them, like a shot for we shot should. recreation. Uh, I might. I might just start well, doing probably, unboxing. The depressing video. thing about that is we'll get more views than anything I've ever done. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, and Brett, uh, yeah, throw, throw me some of these uh, savory, uh, you know, these savory. I'll, I'll hit you uh, up. Yeah, I'll hit you up with some yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope you launch your own brand there, and I, and it would be great. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Thanks, See Paul. you later. Bye. Bye. Ben caught stealing once when I was five. When I was five. Shoplifted some glaze and rubs from the corner store. <laughs> I would never. That would be a breaking uh, the unwritten the unwritten code of the glazes. So the you glazers would, and the well, rubbers. if your family were starving, you're telling me you wouldn't shoplift anything for glazes or rubs. You just give them a plain fish. I mean, the, the great thing about glaze and a rub is it could be anything. So I mean, I, I would what literally do you have to mean be by completely. That? I, would, I would have to be completely out of any kind. What do of you mean? It mean it could be anything. I mean, pretty much anything in your kitchen can can uh, can mm-hmm. become a, a glaze or a rub. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll be getting into this in more detail. Detail on on glazing with uh, glaze with bays. Um, Tom, I know you're God. sorry. You're, you're co-producing that with me, and we're still working <laughs> on the title. Blaze more with blaze. Blaze <laughs> yeah. more is it? Yeah. Then you should do a show called Blaze with Bays, where the two of you get out that sticky after show. Yeah. What happened to right? glazed and confused? That could be the same thing. Yeah. It's Blazed in the running. I mean, it's just really. I mean, glaze with bays. We've got everything set up except uh, bay, except Kent uh, Baysmore. We get. We haven't got a. We haven't got a. You know, uh, a green light from him I yet. I still think it'd be glazing more with Baysmore. Mm-hmm. I like that and That's more because then they can talk about other things than mm-hmm. just glazes and rubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
Well, everyone, another great double thread in the in the can for you to go listen to with your friends and your family. And alone. To, or alone. Or by yourself. You keep your own company with your pals. Julie and Tom will be your friends for a couple hours, give you a little respite from the living hell that is your life. And don't be shy and send clips in and rate and review and all that jazz and send stuff to Brett. At but don't Double rate Brett and review Pod all that jazz. You I said mean, you said rate and review. Yeah, and review all that jazz, but don't give it any bad reviews. No, you give it five stars. That's just all like you I need is the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes for all that jazz going down. That's mm-hmm. all I need. It's all you need. Well, and we didn't. Uh, I I don't think we ever brought this up on the show. But uh, speaking of all that jazz, uh, we. Uh, at, at the at the uh, a, a listener came up with this idea, but there we have a, a list on Letterboxd of all the movies that have ever been mentioned on Double Threat. Um, so yes. if you're ever uh, it's it's in our link tree, you can click on that. You can find it there. But if you go over to Letterboxd, there is a list of every single movie ever mentioned on Double Threat. Um, and if I'm missing one, how could that possibly be true? I, I you'll have to fact check this yourself, listener. Brad, you're going to have to. You're going to have to cross-reference this with every episode of Double Threat oh, shit. just yeah, to make sure right. this is true. We're going yeah. to we're gonna need it ASAP. Okay. Hey, Brett. Yeah. How you doing on that list of uh, cross-referencing? <laughs> you got an ETA on that? God. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I think it's, I think, because uh, I mean, we're, you know, we're about to have a kid over here, but I think I could sure, push sure. no, that. No, of course, I think I could push that a little bit. Though. I pushed that a couple days. Just yeah. no, 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 no. answer no, you, please, the you question. Do your, you do your family stuff. Of course. You do the family stuff. Oh, hey, Brett. Yes. Any, uh, uh, can I get a 20 on that list of, uh, yeah, I actually, um, I haven't started yet, uh, per se yet, uh, on the list, but, um, it is, it's, oh. I'm putting it on my to-do list. So the Ooh. list is on it is on my mm-hmm. other list. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Okay. Well, no, cool. If you think that's what's best for the show, then Go for it. Thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. See you later. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.